At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Gil Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin, producer number nine, so much more than a producer. Ate a uh, pocket muffin earlier this morning. No telling what else is coming out of his pockets. Pocket muffin. Not nothing else in my pockets. Pockets. Just my wallet. Just wanted to read Phone, this. wallet, keys. I, I'm not going to go through a bunch of tweets here. But <laughs> and muffins. Uh, this is, uh, I just want to give one other perspective on this. This is now, this is the ladies' side of the perspective on uh, Todd and I at the game last night. This is, <laughs> this is from Linda Cardia. Came in late. Just saw the video from the NIT game with Todd. Couldn't pay me enough to go to a game with Todd. Not a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And if you're wondering, ladies, if men ever change, no, we're all just oversized children. (laughs) We really are. Just. I think I would need a few drinks, that's for sure. Oh, when he broke out in the killers, Mr. Brightside, singing that. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was dying. Uh, Still to come this hour, Matt Brown. We'll talk of Valero. Texas Open with us, as well as the Masters. Matt Brown, of course, from uh, The Handle, co-host of The Handle That's here right. at weekends uh, at VEASAN. And uh, Josh Towers, VEASAN's own, will talk uh, Major League Baseball with us. The baseball season begins tomorrow. What's your level of uh, pumpitude on this, Kelly? You, you excited? Uh, I'm excited. I don't know that I have the opening day, like, excitement. You know you're, you're, not, I mean? you're not putting the bunting out of your window? You're not draping that over? No, do you, do you I'm know, not. Do you I'm know not. what bunting is, by the way? No, no, I okay. do not. At all. I'm like, what the hell is he talking it's about? It's the red, white, and blue stars and stripes thing that they would throw over the, really? the rafters in baseball Now games. I know what you're talking about. Not the rafters, but the section. Okay. Yeah. Okay, anyway. I learned uh, something new. Bunting. Bunting. Look at that. There it up. we go. Yeah, Multiple meanings. It's very no, baseball. I'm ex- I, I'm legit excited for baseball to be here, but I don't have, like, those, uh, like, opening day excitement jitters you know what i mean yeah i uh bet shohei to win american league cy young 12 to 1 i bet that i believe i will have by end of day a trey turner nl mvp bet in pocket as well i believe that will happen and um for those that were wondering about college world series baseball futures by the end of the week, I will have one. I want to bet it first before I mention who. Oh, there we go. On the heels of an old Miss 100-1 to from I think last ben, year. I think Ben home. Wilson has already called multiple, I, w- I want to say tournaments, but at least games. I know he's been traveling for college. Has he really? Already. Yeah. Let me tell you about Ben Wilson, though. Ben Wilson, the, the best gig of all of his gigs potentially. Do you know what it is? What's that? And he had a, he had a cup of coffee, and they're, they're thinking about bringing this back. Tennis channel. Yeah. Betting. 
Yeah, he'll be gone. Wonder if I'll get an, wonder if I'll get an invite on one of those shows. Let's go. <laughs> By the way, speaking of the uh, speaking of our Miami Open futures, our Rabakin and Sabalenka futures looking pretty good. Looking pretty good. We'll get into that a little later. Can I show you an awesome video please. before we get into yeah, the playoffs? Uh-huh. Uh, I stumbled upon this just just going through Twitter on the show today. This would be uh, Adrian Porras. He's a fourteen year old, six foot ten. Oh my! And yes, this is six foot ten. 14 years old, so this is, I would think, middle school. <laughs> he is double the size of that kid on the other team. How Look funny is this? I was back here snickering just watching oh this. He goes to guard an inbounds pass at one, uh, one play, and there's just no chance. It's got to be the milk, whatever we're feeding kids these days. <laughs> Look at that kid. That, that kid who just threw him the alley-oop is like 12 years old. Man, this should not be allowed. I don't know what. I don't know what. Wow. Grade. Where is, is that? It? Do you know where that is? I don't know where it's at. Look no, how no. tall he is. 14. Well, we'll see. Wimbayama uh, Wimbayama part two, we'll see. What does Matt Brown always say? Teach your kids to be tall. Teach your kids to be tall. That's his best parenting advice for a man who doesn't have children. Best parenting <laughs> advice. Teach your kids to be tall. I once was doing a voiceover. I think I once told this in, in San Francisco. I, you know, I was on the radio, but I was, doing voiceovers is a totally different job. It's more like acting. And uh, one note I got from somebody was, now do it as if you're taller. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "I, I, don't, I don't know, know what that, that means." Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> do it as if you're taller. What? I think that was his way of telling me I suck at it. I think that's what I read into it. Adrian right. Porras from Sequoia Pathfinder Academy in Arizona. There you go. All right. Okay. Yes. No. NBA playoffs. Now this is again. Let's just set it up for those who missed. You know, who who are again sort of trying to. Recall how this format is these days in the NBA. Top six, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, you are a playoff team when the season ends here in a couple weeks. Five, six, and seven games left, respectively, for all the teams left. So if you finish in the top six, you're in the playoffs. If you finish seven through ten, you're in the play-in games. Seven, eight winner in each conference becomes the seventh seed. Nine, ten winner will play the seven, eight loser to determine who will be the eighth seed. It's only then that we know who the eight playoff teams are. So we want to focus not on play-in markets today in betting, but the playoffs. So it's sort of a two-tiered handicap where you got to figure out, okay, is this team going to get into the playoffs prior to the play-in tournament? Are they going to be a play-in team and they're going to have to get through the play-in, or are they going to miss the play-in entirely kind of thing? And so, Kelly, you and I have not talked about where the value in this lies, but DraftKings has all of these up. Yes, knows to make the playoffs for all of these teams, but just generally speaking right now how the standings shake out in the Eastern Conference, there really is no drama in terms of 10-11. We kind of know that the, the only real drama is the Nets and the Heat currently. Like this, this could change if one team collapses and one team goes on a run. But basically, the Nets and the Heat determining who is going to be in the playoffs out, off the you know from jump versus have to play it through the play-in, that's kind of the only drama. It's not like the Bulls are that worried about the Wizards right now or a full two and a half back with, yeah. with a handful of games left, right? So it's we kind of know that. In the West, it's a free-for-all. Yeah, it's been weird. Bulls have been kind of on this run here. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, though. Really, the only drama in the East is really catch who's going to catch that uh, sixth seed. Yeah. And I do think the Heat are going to surpass surpass the Nets and we'll, we'll capture that. Okay, so can we start there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the Nets, to miss the playoffs is plus 850. The, the Nets to miss the playoffs, plus 850. Now, part of that is 
they have the easy, when you do the whole aggregate winning percentage of the remaining opponents, mm-hmm. I do believe they have the easiest remaining schedule in the National Basketball Association. They do. Okay. So they have the easiest remaining schedule. So you have to factor that in, and part of that informs why it's plus 850. It's However. Sne- it's sneaky, though. Like, it, it's sneaky that's tough. What I, that's what I mean. That, so that, and that's the thing. When you do aggregate now with so few games left, it kind of diminishes with each game passing by because it's sort of like, well, you either win it or you don't. Right, exactly. Right? It's not like you can't really look at it broadly anymore in the same way that you could some games ago. So, okay, factoring in that they, on paper, have the easiest schedule remaining, haven't they lost six of seven? Is that right? The, the Brooklyn Nets? Uh, let me double-check that. I believe that is correct. I so, mean, they're just, they're just struggling to find consistency. They this, are. This, this is a team that is it's put together of a bunch of great pieces with no— They have lost six of seven. Yeah. Okay. So, is it that outlandish to think that this team will— fall into the plan, as you just predicted they would, and then lose either one or two games. Remember, if you're 7-8, you have to lose two to get bounced. If you're 9-10, you only have to lose once. So you have to factor all of these little things in to this handicap. But is it, isn't plus 850 enough to play that? Yes. I agree. I think so. That, that is because I do think the Heat surpass them. Um and take that sixth seed here, and they end up in the play-in. And then, yeah, you're talking about it's a it's going to be a two-game – it would be a two-game parlay, yeah. right? Money line and plus parlay. 850 is nice but, at that point. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, all these teams, and I'll even include the Wizards, there's really not that big of a separation between any of these teams in the Eastern Conference no. that we're looking at 6 through 11. They're all not very good. None of them have been been very consistent all year long. Uh, outside of the Nets when they were a completely different team. Um, so, yeah, I, that, that's the only bet I would consider here in the Eastern. Okay, so we landed on the same one. I knew we would. Let's go to the West. Now, Will Hill already called his shot earlier, right? He said Clippers to miss might be worth a flyer. Clippers to miss at plus 475. They're currently in the five hole. So that wouldn't be mine, although I don't hate that. Any guesses as to where I might go with this? Um, no, no, I'm interested to hear. Thunder, yes. Oh, well, yeah. Is that yours? Yeah. Are you serious? I, I already bet it, though. I bet it like a few days ago at a much worse price. I love that we <laughs> landed on both. So, Thunder, yes, at plus 550. And right now, they're in the 10 slot. Yep. So, right now, they have a tiebreaker over the Mavericks, right? They're both 37 and 39. The Thunder have an easy-ish schedule down the, down the stretch here with six games remaining. And I'm just saying, if they can maintain their position here in the play-in, yeah, by the way, they could advance past that technically as well, but let's just say they can, they can remain a play-in team, they would either have to win one game if they finish 7th or 8th, or two games if they finish ninth or 10th. Plus 550 is enough bang for your buck to think about that as well, I think. I, I, th- I like that, yes, and I like the Timberwolves, no. I, I think that you have... Carl Anthony Towns coming back into this lineup, uh, they struggled to figure things out before he got injured with how it was all going to work with him and Gobert and Anthony Edwards on the court. Uh, they have been playing better basketball here recently, but I still think it's good. these last few games could be tricky as they try to figure out how to work him back in the offense. So I like the no on the Timberwolves, but I like the mm. Thunder yes much better. That is that is something I bet a, I bet. Friday, I want to say Friday, Saturday after they played the Lakers. Where was it here? Was it available here in town? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, but I, I might add on. I mean, they lost. There's two ways to look at it. 
If he already had a ticket like I did, yeah. and I think Will does, that loss to the Charlotte Hornets last night sure sucked. Yeah. But there was no Shea Gilgis-Alexander in that game, and now you can get him at a much better price with six games remaining. And they're going to play Detroit and Indiana next. So this number is probably the highest you're going to get for the remainder of the season here. I didn't think I would necessarily, when you said, oh, let's talk about that, I was like, okay, let me look into it. Yeah. I wasn't that, that excited about it. And then I looked at some of the numbers, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Plus 850 on, on Brooklyn to miss, and then plus 550 on the Thunder to make it. I, I would also just, like, I'll send a warning out there real quick. If I think betting the pl- to make the play-in tournament is a little dicey with this little get- game slot. Yes. These, again, were to make the playoffs. I want to ask you about the Warriors on the other side as well. Matt Brown and Josh Towers to join us. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. numbers game on vcent the sports betting network march madness might be winding down but that doesn't mean there isn't still plenty to bet on baseball's opening days tomorrow and vcent pro has you covered with our mlb betting guide with power rankings and best bets our experts are also getting ready for golf's first major of the year at augusta this year's upcoming masters betting guide will break down every golfer in the field plus futures bets and matchups become a vcent pro subscriber today for only 19 dollars at vcent.com slash subscribe how great is this time of year as great as the nfl is which of course is king just going from conference tournaments to march madness to the masters to the draft i mean we've said it before it's just an awesome stretch of sports and sports betting opportunities and oh no by the way baseball starts throw oh, that by in. the way oh by the way oh i want to give a shout out to someone who are on twitter i won't i won't there's so many great tweets but i want to read this one from uh this is a great suggestion. So this is from, and I don't really know that this helps us with betting, but Charles in CT, Charles in Connecticut, just finished uh, the, the Megapod with Sporer, Weingarten, and Adam Burke. Great hour, especially the rules discussion. One impact I see that, hasn't, that I haven't heard mentioned is I think in key spots, late innings, some creative team, maybe Tampa Bay, will start a trend of having a pitcher take an intentional ball in an 0-2 count. Better to be 100 for a 1-2 than 80% at 0-2. And Adam Burke agrees. He said, that's a really good point, something I didn't consider. I could absolutely see pitchers taking an automatic ball in those counts. Now, that doesn't really help us with, with betting, but there's all. I guess what I'm saying is there's all kinds of ways this could go in ways that we haven't even anticipated and speculated on. But I'm just, I'm just looking for the betting angles. And I think Jeff Francoeur's talk earlier, and we'll get Josh Tower's opinion on this later, but I think Jeff Francoeur had it was fascinating about how he was like, he thinks it's going to help a pitcher, starting pitchers that get on a roll, but that it's the relief pitchers that, and this is what I said, the relief pitchers could get really stung by it. 
by the pitch clock. I think it's a fascinating discussion. Yeah, I'm with you. I, yeah. I can't wait to watch how the be- beginning of the season plays out with all of it. Because we, yeah. I, like, like you're talking about, we've heard differing opinions. Yeah. Uh, you know, on who, who these rules will benefit more. Yeah. So I, it's kind of, it's interesting, both from yeah. writers, right? Like writers and media and then former players. But I think the in-game opportunities <clears throat> are going to be plentiful. Like I would, pre-flop is not going to interest me nearly as much as in-game because when you get later in games, I have a, you know, I believe the run environment is going to change dramatically and more runs will be scored in a way that they weren't before. By the way, can, before we get to the Warriors, can I just make one complaint? Yeah. I just like would just shout out the people at TLC for a second. A, cha- a network that used to be called the Learning Channel, by the way. <laughs> they have a show called uh, Dr. Pimple Popper. Okay. If you choose Jeez. not to watch that show, right, you don't want to be subjected to commercials about that show. No. Right? And so you guys happen to have TLC on the screen in front of me, and it is horrific. I just want to point that out. So I'm doing this show under duress, everybody. just want to point that out. All right, so the Warriors, we talked about yes, no to make the playoffs. The Warriors last night with a, as you called it, a Draymond Green-fueled oh, God, yeah. comeback against, against the, uh, the Pelicans. They go on a 74-46 to run in the second half to the Warriors. Steph just doing Steph things. And the Warriors get a big win because that puts them at 40 and 37, which means they're in the six hole right now in the Western Conference. They beat the Pelicans 120 to 109 and cover, cover the nine in that comeback, which is just what a, what a cover for Warriors backers and the Pelicans. The fact that that lost last night uh, in a game where, and I just want to get this right with the Warriors, they were down at the half. By 17. Yeah, they were down, they were down big. Uh Draymond picked up a flagrant and a tech in the first half. Uh could have gotten more. Could he probably should have been ejected, is what I'll probably say for another another foul that occurred that he could have easily picked up a second T for or he was kind of went down to the ground with Herb Jones and was doing the whole like, oh, I'm rolling. And uh, while I'm rolling, I'm just kicking, kicking him in the face <laughs> multiple times. in the times. face. I'm yeah. so sorry. So, How much oh, would I hate Draymond if he didn't play for the Warriors? Oh, he drives, like, you know, I'm sitting there watching last night. I'm like, this guy, he drives me nuts. And I'm like, I'm just closing my eyes in pain and I'm picking up my phone because I'm like, well, time to make a live bet because this happens every time Draymond gets his his guys going because they got to get on the court to basically back him up as the whole Pelicans team is ready to throw down. Um, and yeah, of course, they storm back. Everybody starts playing better on the Warriors and they win the game. Who is, okay, we, we ask this every year in the run-up to the NBA playoffs. Is there a, and, and usually there's a clear answer to this every year. Like, oh, if you can, if you can finish in the X hole, then you can match up with this team that is like sort of overseeded. Can you say that about like, is there a team in the West? Cause I know like the, the knee jerk reaction would be like, oh, you want to match up against Sacramento. Do you? I don't know that you do. So are, are, do we think teams are going to, and this is where it gets into the whole, you know, in previous years, it was about Tankapalooza, right? And I yeah. mentioned earlier this year, there is no Tankapalooza because the four teams that are at the bottom are so far in the bottom that they can actually afford to win games and it won't matter. 14%, 14%, 14%, and 12.5% in terms of the ping pong balls when you finish in the bottom four. But as far as like a jockeying for seeding position, I feel like we as betters always overrate that. And I have a feeling that this year there's not even anything to sink your teeth into on okay, that. Okay, so I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. Every year we usually have that discussion. Western Conference, there's nothing you can do right now. Right, The, t- the top three are going to be the top three, 
and they're separated by three games apiece right now. So they're likely locked into the they're positions in. that they're locked into. Right. You got Nuggets, three games back are the Grizzlies, three games back back of them are the are the Kings. And then you everybody else from there on is basically battling just to make the playoffs from the four seed all the way through the eleven seed. So Draymond actually said I want, I'd like us to match up against the Kings, but not for the reasons people think, not because he thinks the Kings suck and are easily beaten. He just loves it for there's barely any travel then for them, yeah. right? Between Sacramento and San Francisco, it's a car ride. So it's, you know, for them, that would be a great first round for both teams, right? It'd be a great first round series not to have to worry about travel in the way that others would. My, my opinion on the Kings is, you didn't want to see them, like, you know, two months ago, it was you don't want to see this team in a play-in tournament because that offense, I, they, they could smack you around for a couple games and get into the playoffs. But now we're talking about them in a, two, you know, a three seed. Here's the thing, Gil. I, I, I love that team. I was high on them beginning of the season. I played an alt over on their win total. That got home. That's nice. Their offense has been exactly what I thought it was going to be. But they're going to roll into the playoffs with one of the historically weakest defenses that we've seen for a top three seed in the NBA playoffs. And we just, if you look over the track record of who wins championships in the NBA, usually don't get there with a defense that's that bad. Warriors from 2016, a major outlier in that category. Um, this They would have a much worse defense than the, the Warriors did that year. So I think when you start talking about a seven-game series, that's where people have doubts about them, and I understand it. And and the Warriors are such a conundrum, right? Because they can do what they did last night. It's just when you, like, they lost a miserable game to the T-Wolves the other night. Mm -hmm. Like, how they gacked that game is so un-Warriors-like. But they managed to. And then last night, they're down 17. You're like, oh, my God. Is this team going to be in a play-in? Like, is this team going to miss the play? And, of course, then they do Warriors things, and you're like, oh. Like, if they advanced in the playoffs multiple rounds, would you be that surprised? I have a ticket on them to win the West because they're capable. If they can solve that road Michugas that they had this year, where they're like, why are they so, why can't they play defense on the road? Like, why is the opposing team shooting so spectacular well, spectacularly well on the road, but at home that goes away. Yeah. So I still don't buy into that home road split nonsense, but I do wonder just for betting purposes here in the next couple of weeks. And specifically when we get to the last couple games of the season specifically just let's call our shot on this will there be betting opportunities that are fueled by seeding matchup speculation and i just want to do the cautionary tale of i think we as betters generally overrate that anyway and i'm thinking this year it really is what's the expression half a dozen in one hand half in the other was it six and one and i don't you know what i'm saying where it's like i don't think there really is that unless you buy into the warriors thing which is like no actually we do want a jockey to play the kings from the travel perspective so that might inform a better too if, yeah. we, if we try to come up with every possible angle on this stuff yeah, I don't, it's just for the Warriors, though. You're just you're scrambling to win every game you can to just get out of that play-in tournament. Right? You are, but it's only what they have five games left. The Warriors, what is it? Five games left? Yeah. I mean, we're getting to the point now. You're right. If they collapse, they could miss it all, right? But if they if they keep winning, you could end up as high as four still. Yeah, theoretically. Yeah, they could end up as high as four. Now imagine if they got a four seed, they'd end up with a home playoff series after all of this. I mean, there's would be so wild. many it's outcomes. I, I, everybody's asked about the Western Conference all season long. I, I think 
I think Denver's made a statement over the past week, even just with the Milwaukee and Philadelphia games, and everybody wanted to hype up so much from the MVP side of things. And Denver went out there and took care of business in both of those games against two of the top teams in the NBA. I, I'm I'm been I'm leaning towards giving that team more and more respect as the season's gone on for what they've done. Who's in the Western Conference Finals right now? Who's the, in it? Denver Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Because you can't name anyone else. Right, Clippers. Denver, and then uh, I guess the Warriors are the as big as anybody. Though, Gil, is, my point was going to be: you can make a case for seven yes, of these teams. You absolutely can. If you, you want to bet, go do can. it. I have. Matt Brown joins us to talk golf, but I also want to bring up this uh, matter of flexing Thursday night games in the NFL. We'll talk about that next. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with our MLB betting guide. It's available now and has futures, team previews, and best bets. Steve Mackin and his power ratings on every team, plus Adam Burke breaking down how the new MLB rules will impact bettors. Whether you bet baseball every day or are looking for valuable futures bets, our betting guide has it all. Sign up today. Get full access to VSIN for 30 days for only $19 at vsin.com slash subscribe. There's Shohei on the cover. Say it, Kelly. Show hey. Show hey. <laughs> so that's all. Only reason why I said it was for you to do that. Kelly just saw a Flex Seal commercial and proclaimed, that's the only gig I'll leave you for, Gil. That's right. So, so they would have to replace the Flex Seal guy with you. I don't know. I, I wish we could partner up. Like, I don't want to replace him. Right. Like, he, he's one of my, my heroes. Sure. Flex Seal. <laughs> we took out the bottom of this boat and we Flex Sealed on a piece of glass. <laughs> that's the you best can one. You see right through it. Would you trust Flex Seal to Keep going out into not the lake with all. a boat. <laughs> well, I got flex seal here of this big hole. I'll be fine. Um, okay, before we get to Matt Brown, and maybe Matt Brown's listening because I want him to chime in on this too, but NFL owners, before we get to golf, NFL owners opted not to vote on a rule that would allow games to be flexed into a Thursday night kickoff, but they agreed Tuesday to modify the existing rule and allow teams to play a maximum of two short week games. Okay, let's take the last part of that first. I didn't know there was a rule on minimum or maximum of how many Thursday games you could play to begin with. Yeah, I don't know that I knew there was either. All right, but the, the big thing is here about the, the whole notion of flexing Thursday games, which I think fell two votes shy of passing, Kelly. One of the voters, one of the owners, who was adamantly opposed to this is John Mara of the New York Giants. In a vote that Giants co-owner John Mara described as close, two votes, by the way, NFL owners on Tuesday rejected a proposal that would have allowed the league to flex Sunday games to Thursday night in the 2023 season. So this was for this coming year, flexing Sunday to Thursday. Mara is, and this is according to the New York Post, aghast that his counterparts throughout the league are even considering an idea that would be so disruptive for fans and so unpopular with players and coaches. Quote, I am adamantly opposed to that. He said in the lobby of the Arizona Biltmore where the NFL meetings are being held, flexible scheduling as it is is really inconsiderate to our season ticket holders and the people who fill our stadiums every week. People have gotten used to going from Sunday afternoon to Sunday night when a game is flexed. That doesn't mean that they like it. This year we can be flexed to Monday night, which I think is really inconsiderate to our ticket holders. But to flex a game back to Thursday night to me is just abusive. And I am adamantly opposed to it. Abusive. It's, it's sorry. It's so hard not to laugh at the idea of the NFL owners. All they care about is the fans. I, we That's just got we got to make sure about. we get all they care about is the fans, guys. That's all they've cared about for years. Now this is all driven by Amazon. Remember, Amazon got the Thursday games last year. They stunk. Al Michaels let you know they stunk on the broadcast. 
ratings for those Thursday night games shown on Amazon Prime Video in 2022 cratered toward the end of the season. In an attempt to increase those ratings, the proposal was made in which the league could switch out a weak matchup for a more attractive one during the final stretch of the year, weeks 14 through 17. And they would be told 15 days in advance that the Sunday game was now going to be played on Thursday. And Merrick, I'll I'll leave it at this, but Merrick continues. He says, people make plans to go to these games weeks and months in advance, 15 days ahead of time to say, sorry, folks, that game you were planning on taking your kids to Sunday at 1, it's now going to be Thursday night. I mean, what are we thinking about? He did acknowledge that flexing it would increase viewership, however. (laughs) Yeah. He's just pointing that out at the end. The Flex Uh, Field Thursday Flex Game of the Week. There we go. There you go. Hit me up, Flex Field. See how we did that? We even got a sponsor for it. God, we're good. Matt Brown joins us, co-host of The Handle. Weekends here on the network. How you doing, Mateo? What do you think about all that? Doing good. Make the tickets flexible, too, then, right? You know, like if you're going to flex the game, the t- tickets are flexible. I'll, I'm going to flex to the next Sunday or whatever it is. You know, I mean, <laughs> Just go to whatever there's, game there's, you there's want a to. way around all of this. Yeah, we can figure this around. The, the havoc out. that this would create on, like, some of the stuff that we take for granted, like Derek Stevens and all the guys at Circa with Survivor, would just, oh, yeah. you'd be like, wait oh, yeah. a minute, but I planned, oh, no. <laughs> right? Like, it would destroy that. Yes. That would be and like I mean, and I know Amazon's got all the money in the world, so it doesn't matter. But even just, like, the logistics of having to, like, shift where the crew is going and all the different things, you know, just, just all the different things that would happen with, mm. with this. But, I mean, you know. At the end of the day, it's Amazon. They're trying to cater to Amazon. I get it. They're trying to get more money out of them. They're going to want more money out of them whenever this contract expires, and they you know, certainly don't want them to leave with a sour taste in their mouth. So yeah. something's going to get done one way or another. I mean, something's going to happen, right? I mean, like we know this. When, when, when Goodell wants something done, it tends to get done you know, more times than not. So he's going to find those two votes. That's why those owners love him. That's why they love him. That's why he gets mm. the big bucks. All right, let's uh... – Shift over to golf. The Valero Texas Open. Yes. And we begin with the, I guess, the $64,000 question, as they used to say in a, in a bygone era, which is it's the week before the Masters, so you got to be careful about stuff, right? How careful are you? Yeah, I mean, I, I talked about this a little bit on Long Shots. By the way, wherever podcasts are, are be, to be found, you can go in and check <laughs> out Long Shots. But um, there, there, are, there are eight or nine. There are eight or nine guys that are uh, that are already qualified for the masters. And those were just Insta fades for me in this tournament, because it's just, it's one of those deals where Gil, as you mentioned, I mean, I, it's hard for me to believe that you aren't going to be looking ahead to Augusta. And then further, I also think that there are some guys in this field where if they look up and see they're close to the cut number and you know, this course is played difficult, whatever it might be, all that, like, I could see some guys punting off a few holes to go ahead and be able to catch that flight over to Georgia and get some extra days in. Why play the weekend when there's absolutely no reason at all to play the weekend um, if you're not contending to actually win the thing? So, yeah, I, all the guys that are actually in the Masters already, I didn't, I don't have any tickets on them whatsoever. And actually, the guy that's the shortest shot on the board, I'm actually betting against this week. Speaking of, speaking of Terrell Hatton in that case is who you're talking about, yes? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I have him to miss the cut. Yeah. I have him to miss the cut. Um, oh, wow. So you're getting over three, over $3, um, nearly $4 here in Vegas. You can still get three and a half like rest of country. It's one of those things with Hatton. It's a double handicap, right? It's not only the fact that he is coming into this potentially with some sort of little hand injury thing that we heard about in the match play last week, but also he's also just a guy that is 
as volatile when it comes to his mood and his mindset of anybody out there. And like, he is the ideal guy that I'm talking about that if he's sitting on the cut line and there's five holes to play, Deuces. he is going to miss the cut. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's going to miss the cut and he, on purpose and he's going to get on a flight and he's going to head over to Georgia. So um, he's not going to stick around to, to grind out for, you know, 40 K or something like that. Like that's just not going to happen. So uh, I, I'm betting against him. And really I was just a slave to the model this week. I, I don't do that a ton, but this, this week in a tournament like this, it was just comparatively to where guys showed up in the models and where their odds sat on the board. And if there was any discrepancy, that's just kind of how I bet this week. And so Alex Norton, Cam Davis, both at 45 to one. I think you still find them kind of in that 40 to one range out there. I still like it at that number. Those guys were inside the top 10 and a bunch of different versions of everything that I ran. Cam Davis, if you look at the super long-term results and the super short-term results, it's favorable. Kind of that middle sweet spot that we normally talk about, Gil, that 36 to 24 doesn't look as great. But again, he is a guy that was battling some illnesses and things to begin the season. And so he says he's over that and I'm going to believe him. So I do have him on the card. Uh, Thomas Dietrich, Robbie Shelton, and Ben Martin just kind of round out the outrights for me this week. And all three were guys at, you know, the kind of 50 ish to 60 ish in for Dietrich. Shelton is kind of in that 80 range and Martin's kind of in that 85, 90 range where they were showing up in the top 20, top 15, even the top 10 for Robbie Shelton and a couple of different versions of the models that I ran out there. And so again, when I'm finding numbers on those guys like that, and it's such an incredible discrepancy of where they're showing up. Um, Look, it's one of those things where you bet you you bet a ton of tennis and you yes, you'll sprinkle an outright here and there, but typically you're betting match to match because mm-hmm. frankly, if there's a top six to ten guy in a field, the win equity for basically everybody else is almost zero. I'm not gonna say it's zero because of course we know that there are some guys that come out of nowhere and win tennis tournaments every now and then, but like a lot of times the cream just rises to the top because they're you know, a, a guy who's ranked 60th in the world could play to his 95th percentile. And it's still not as good as one of the top five guys, 75th percentile. And so their win equity is basically none, but it's not really the case in golf, right? So we can get away with betting some of these guys that are a little bit longer, especially in a field like this, where it's down, you know, like there is just not that top heavy field at all. There's none of those killers that are in this field. And so I think there is some value this week on betting some of these guys that are a little bit longer than I think I'm going to typically be betting on a week to week basis with kind of how we've, we've seen these elevated events go. I see your first round leaders, Akshay Bhatia at 85 to one and Joseph Bramlett at 95 to one taking flight. Yeah. Don't trust those guys. Yeah. Don't trust those guys uh, for four rounds, but they are, they're guys that can go low in one round for sure. Now, will it be the first round? Who knows? But uh, these guys have shot low sixties already this year. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take a shot on them for, for something like that at 85 and 95 to one. All right. 20 seconds back. Cause we'll talk masters with you next week, but NFL draft, who's going to be the number one pick. What's your gut telling you? Yeah. I mean, listen, I think the Panthers have kind of tipped their hand here with it's definitely not going to be Anthony Richardson. I think that's the only thing we know for sure. Right. Because you don't sign Miles Sanders and Adam Thielen and Hayden Hurst and like all this stuff. If you're building for the future, those guys are like, I think there's a window to win this division now. And I think that that's where they are kind of looking with all of this. And so I think the only thing we can do is definitely rule out that it's going to be Richardson. Yeah. They're, they're in a division where the new Orleans saints are the short shot, right? Yes. Now. Good, yes. Goodness. Thank you, Matt. We'll talk what next you week. Si- what are you signing Thielen for? If you're trying to build for the future, you know, <laughs> come back and Josh towers will join us. Baseball next numbers game. Visa, the sports betting network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points. You can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions, subject, qualification, and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800- gambler it's Gil alexander it's kelly bidlin uh pro tip by the way for the uh show today and i'm always curious to see what kelly comes up with as a pro tip because i'm just doing it blindly too oh this is a good one <laughs> nets only a half game up on the heat and the play-in tournament at over eight to one on the nets to miss the playoffs perhaps a good bet we like it and perhaps there's others in there to consider so many ways to bet and good on DraftKings for having that market up all of your visa tips available at visa.com sortable by sport and by show. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time this year, he's a seven-year uh, major leaguer, played for the Blue Jays, the Orioles. And who was the other? Who was the third team? The, the Yankees, of course. You showed me that year. Um, what's that? You showed me that year. That was the eighth year. That was the eighth year. Yeah. Oh, pardon me. He was yeah. the 1,500th player to make an appearance for the Yankees. Really? Yeah. What was it? And among his among his career right. highlights, gave up Barry Bonds' seven hundred and forty seventh career home run. It's Josh Towers, everybody, how you doing? I drove by your old hood the other day. Oh last, yeah, last week we were in Frisco, so I saw that stadium as we passed by. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. No, the beautiful thing was the Oakland Stadium we drove by. That's the beautiful one. In Oakland? Yeah, that's the one I love. I don't the Frisco ones, whatever. Oh man, you, pick you know that? Cats? Well, I mean, listen, you win all the games in Oakland, or you give up a home run cats? in Frisco. <laughs> that was one of the great underrated stories of the pandemic. It really was. <laughs> the cats took over Oakland County, Alameda, come or whatever. It's a great Alameda place. County Coliseum. Um, okay. Now, I know, first of all, great to see you. Good to see you as well, buddy. It's baseball tomorrow. We're very pumped. I'm curious to, to hear which uh, matchups you're more excited about, you're the most excited about tomorrow, where the aces abound on opening day. But first, yeah. I want to get this on record one more time because you and I spoke about this. Uh, sometime in sometime in 2022, it was our first discussion about rule changes. And we had a bit of a disagreement. I don't know if you remember, because I thought, okay, listen, 
I can see hitters going crazy, especially when it's late in games with relief pitchers. Jeff Francoeur sort of corroborated that earlier. He, though, thinks that starting pitchers can really benefit from it. So for him, it's like a two-tier thing. Where do you stand on rule changes? We're talking bigger bases, mm-hmm. uh, a limit of two disengagements from the mound to first base, only two pickoff attempts. Um, obviously, the shift being banned. Kind of. Have to be care- kind of. I have to be careful how I say that. And, uh, and the pitch clock, of course, most famously, 15 seconds when the bases are empty, 20 seconds when runners are on. Batters have to be in at the eight-second mark. How do you feel this goes initially? Pitchers limited to two disengagements per plate appearance, but hitters get one. Uh, it's, like, it's like Josh is reading it for the first time. He's like, two disengagements? What does that mean? Well, it's like then you drop the ball on accident, you get a third. I mean, you get all kinds of I'm things, sorry. right? I mean, there's so many ways to make it. Disengaged. Whoops. Whoops. Yeah, I've kind of touched on all this, right? The bigger bases, what does that mean? You get a couple, like, so the base pass six inches shorter, in essence, right? Well, that's big, right? No, because it's it's, a, it's kind of irrelevant because well, bang, now bang you got plays sh- all the time. Well, you get sh- well, no, but it's you got shot clocks now, right? So now that we have the shot clock, and what a pitcher is going to do, we're going to hold a lot longer. So then, what happens? The longer I hold, the more runners kind of get heavy. They're not going to get the jumps they get. We're not just going to go come set go. We're not going to give them that rhythm anymore. So now that I can hold for a long time, we saw. I told you in spring training, we saw it. Well, it's designed to do the opposite: hold less, right? Like some pitchers take forever. It's going to hold more is what's going to happen because you're rushing everybody in the box. So as pitchers, it's not like I'm going to get on the mound with three seconds to go and throw a pitch. I'm going to be ready because I feel like I have to be ready. I'm also more prepared than you are as a hitter given I only pitch once every five days or I'm sitting in the bullpen for six or seven innings studying sheets on you the whole game, right? So it's going to slow everything down internally for us. It's going to have us sit on the mound and hold a little longer, be a little bit more comfortable. We won't rush. Hitters are going to get a little – or sorry, runners will get a little bit antsy and or they're going to get flat-footed and get heavy. Either way, the jump's going to be less. So the base pass being extended or shortened, I apologize, uh, it's, it's, it's an irrelevant for safe and out in my opinion. So, again, we see Max Scherzer. He was, he was the one that kind of bookmarked this for us in spring training where he held, he held. He was doing it to the hitter to get him to call timeout, to get him to feel uncomfortable. It works both ways. There's a lot of times I hold because I want, I want his hands to drop. I want him to stop his wiggle. Whatever the case may be, I want him out of rhythm. But more importantly, I want to run beca- or hold because I want to control the running game. And what, what happens for us when there wasn't any of this, we had nothing, there was nothing for us to think about. So I just get on the mound and go. And a lot of pitchers, we rush. We rush ourselves. And with this, we're not going to rush ourselves anymore. We're going to slow everything down. So we're going to breathe, which is going to put us in a more relaxed state, which we're going to throw more quality strikes. Mm-hmm. It's going to cause the runners to either jump early, which I'm just going to pick, or they're going to get a little bit heavy so their jump won't be as good. Um, it's it's only going to benefit pitching for a while. Here's, what I, here's what I want to know. Because I want to win. The, the only thing I care about with this stuff is I want to win money. Exploit I agree. Okay. Yeah. So – the theory, and let's let's go back to Jeff Rancourt earlier because he he sort of had a twist on what I was saying. Because I'm saying, I feel like late in games, mm-hmm. relievers will will take a hit. Yeah, I know you may not agree with that, but he 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 sort of agreed with that. Where he's like, I think starters that get in rhythm, it will absolutely help pitchers. But he does agree with the part, the fact that the or the or the 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 opinion that with fireballing relief pitchers who mm-hmm. who need time to sort of catch their breath that that could be a thing. And so I'm wondering if, forget pre-flop yeah. bets, but like in-game bets, I wonder if the run environment late will spike in a way that we haven't become accustomed to. Well, we don't really run that much anymore anyways, do Like, God forbid we 
try to hit and run or steal a base. We don't want to give an out away. And we're not going to give an out away late in the game in a close game anyway. So we've already kind of limited that with the way managers manage games from, from up top. I understand what you guys are saying. Yeah, as a starter, I'm going to get more rhythm. I have more innings, more pitches, more bats. I'm going to mess around and do things a little bit differently. You're definitely going to see that with starters. Will relievers do that? It's tough. Some will. The veterans will. Joe Kelly talked about it a lot. A lot of the veterans will. Some of the younger guys will just get on the mound and go. And then there's just going to be situations where I'm not really thinking about the manipulation of rules. I just need to get you out. And so that's going to kind of be back to normal with the game. I think overall it kind of slows everybody down. Again, we're, we're adding a 15 to 20 second clock, and I'm saying slows everybody down. I'm not rushing as a pitcher. I'm rushing as a hitter. It's not, it does, it's only a benefit. And I told you guys this in years past. I said it a million times the last few weeks. The, the, the quicker pitchers work, the better we are. The quicker pitchers work, the less time hitters have to think about what I did, what I'm going to do, the, the, the angle of the ball, the spin, my tendencies. They just have to get in the box and react. And on some level, that's really good for some people. The Adam Lins of the world, see it, hit it, that's it. It's good for some. But when you give hitters time, to take their time, to get in their box, the Nomars, the Derek Jeters, give all these guys time to do all their stuff. Mm-hmm. They need that rhythm, and I'm that's trying what, to steal it. That's what Frank were saying. He said they, they, think, it's gone. they think between pitches now. They won't be able to They think. won't be able to. And then yeah. so what is a hitter's natural tendency? It's to swing. It's not to take. And so when you feel rushed as a person, you react. So when these guys start to feel rushed, they're going to just react. They're going to start chasing stuff. And a lot of them who can't control their emotions are going to get, they're going to get frustrated early, and then they're going to have to learn to check that over time. So there's a couple of things I think I see, right? I think we're going to see lower scoring games early, okay. plus it's April already, right? So right. I, I'm curious to see what the book's going to put for totals to start this. And then a lot I of think, six and a halfs to start with. I was going to say there's going to be a lot of low ones, right? And then there's going to be and a, a big discrepancy between first five and whole game. Yeah. So until we realize, like you guys are saying, Jeff and yourself, and, and a lot of other people, like what relievers are going to do in reaction to this. Let me get your quick reaction yeah. to three matchups tomorrow. Oh, let's go. Phillies at the Rangers, Aaron Nola at Jacob deGrom. This is one of the six and a halves. Texas Rangers favored by about minus 133 consensus. What's your quick reaction? It's fair, right? We don't know what Jacob's going to look like. I mean, if you watch him in spring training, that's one thing, but we don't know what he's going to look like in Texas. I I think that they should be favored, meaning Texas. You're at home. You got Jacob deGrom. Your lineup's actually really good. I like that Texas lineup. Um, I think I got to be on Jacob at that point. I think I like the Rangers. Another one of the four six and a halves that are out there tomorrow. Mets at the Marlins. Max Scherzer, your boy Ooh, against Sandy Alcantara. Game, right? That is, mm, yes, it's a that? day game. Four ten Eastern. Four, oh, okay, so kind of, yeah. What an yeah. awkward t- game time for us. Uh, the, the Mets, a slight minus 125 favorite. That's a six I gotta be honest, I like the Marlins. Do you? Yeah. Okay. And then, this is one of these things is not like the others. This is not a six and a half, but it's a seven. The Angels are at the Athletics. It's show Shohei. <laughs> Is well, you were saying? What is he minus seven bajillion tomorrow? He's minus two twenty five. That's it. That's it. I mean, the Angels lineup's not very good, but it's Shohei Otani. He's in there. He's contract year. He's probably gonna have the greatest year in the history of the world outside of what Barry Bonds did. Um, well, that's just a beautiful number. And in Oakland, is Oakland gonna get a hit? How long is Shohei going for? Can he go five or six? Are we going for what's the first five? Minus seven hundred? Open with with a no hitter? That'd be awesome. Um, Dude, good to see you, man. We got to run. Let's go. Angels. Let's do it again. Yes, sir. Let's do it often. Josh Towers, everybody. Former major leaguer. In the house. Can't wait for baseball. Four, six and a halfs. A total that we would never see. Even in postseasons, they would begrudgingly put up six and a halfs. We got four of them tomorrow. We've done all we can do. Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.